babe, you mentioned that you saw a statistic that if just thirty percent of the people, yeah. if thirty if 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 the people took at least thirty percent of their money out of the banks, there would be no, you know, they would not be able to pay us our money. They wouldn't be able to do so because their money is being traded. Probably more than seventy percent of our money is constantly being traded on a daily basis. So it's it's, you know. That's why they depend on us to keep our money in the bank. If everybody was to try to pull their money out at this time, they wouldn't be. Live, love, elevate. Crypto for the culture, watch us motivate. Boss moves, pay dues, ready late. No clue, I show you, watch me demonstrate. Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Brandon. We're, We're the, the Popes. Crypto for the Culture is all about creating a safe space to discuss and educate on what will be known as one of the most groundbreaking pillars of the century. Whether you're a crypto expert or you're just getting interested, this podcast is for you. So kick back with us. While we do it for the culture. Yes, sir. After that, grab your team, tell them how to walk. Draw a plan in the sand till it double up. Build your credit, make investments in your future, bro. Real estate, crypto, pick your Okay, so we're here. First episode, babe. Yeah, we're here. (laughs) So I guess people are probably wondering why we wanted to start this podcast. And to be real, I was not sold on the whole idea of crypto Um, until maybe the last few months. um, My husband has been studying and learning about this for a while now, preaching it to me every day, and I finally have taken the time to listen, uh, like most of us wives probably don't do. Um, (laughs) But I see the value in it now, and we see the the necessity to share this information with the community. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, at this time, because it's such a necessity. It's going to be such a necessity on our lives and how it affects our lives. And I think that you know, for us as a community to be able to get behind this and, and, and understand it before it actually affects us is something that we can really take advantage in and, and, and create leverage and, and really understand the fundamentals to what it can be to our lives and, and, and those to come, you know, after us. So, you know, I think this is a, it's a great opportunity for us. You know, our community is often the ones left out of these types of opportunities. And obviously that's rooted in our history. We're not gonna do a whole history lesson on slavery and oppression and all of that. But if we just think about in the last few generations of like what we've been taught and what's been preached to us, I know for me, I've heard in the black family specifically, you go to school, you get a good job, you stay at that job, you save money, you retire, and you are very extremely wary of credit. Um, now in my household, I was taught those things except the credit part. I was taught to save money and then I was taught to build credit at a young age. Um, and so for me, uh, I definitely even feel that I wasn't given the opportunity to truly understand how to continue to empower myself through leveraging investments. And that's an important layer to success and wealth, right, babe? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think investments is really the engine behind what we're doing. When you, you know, they say when you let your money sit in the bank and you're just saving, it's really dying because the inflation of our money is is literally uh, uh, devaluing 
um, the value of our money on a daily basis when that happens. So it's better to just have your money working for you and being able to have a um, a contingency or an insurance that you can have money in. And I think that cryptocurrency does that, property does that, gold does that. These are areas that that over time is only going to increase in value. So it's like those are the areas that I think is more important for us. And me growing up, unlike Erica, to some I was told cash is king. Credit was something that was considered a negative thing, you know. So I had to learn and really realize that credit is the one thing that really is leverage. It's really uh, a way for the average person to really generate wealth when they're investing into the right areas. And I think that's something that we've lacked for a very long time in understanding. And cryptocurrency gives us a chance to catch up, gives us a chance to get ahead of get ahead of an opportunity before the opportunity passes us by. Unlike most things that we've seen in the past, you know, when you think about it. Cryptocurrency has the ability to do what the internet did to news stations. It has the ability to do what Airbnb did to some hotels, what Uber is doing to taxis, what uh, Netflix did to Blockbuster. And really, that's what Bitcoin is going to do to banks and bankers in the future. And I think that pattern is something that we as a community need to be able to understand, get ahead of, and really establish a true foundation under. And that's my, you know, my thought in regards to that, especially to us as a black community. Also, you know... Because I'm also this type of person. I think our community tends to be a little more fearful of, you know, losing our money because of how hard we had to work for it. Mm-hmm. But what's so dope to me about crypto is is that it's a low barrier of entry right now. Mm-hmm. So anyone, I mean, pretty much in any income bracket can find a way to be a part of what's happening and invest. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike some of the things that have been around for for centuries at this point, it can be really difficult to um, invest in the Amazons of the world. I mean, at one point, Amazon, you know, cost $10 to invest into, and now it's the highest stock on the market right now. Um, It's going to be the same with crypto. Yeah, something that you mentioned that I thought earlier that I thought was interesting is that you know, yeah, us as a community, we have always been excluded out of opportunity when it comes to investing. I mean, a lot of, you know, when you want to invest into a hedge fund or some of these bigger platforms, you got to have $250,000. You have to end that you have. You have to be worth a certain amount of money and, and have credit at a certain place that really eliminates us to kind of get involved in some of these, you know, big opportunities that come available. And I think that cryptocurrency has given us a chance to get in at a, at a much uh, sm- uh, smaller rate but being able to still see significant returns um, as a result. And I think that, as you stated, uh, between the, in, the, the the billionaires that is investing in this, between some of the big companies and corporations and even banks that we're seeing invested in this, you know, you you know follow the breadcrumbs. And, and that's something that I think is, is a necessity for what we're doing right now. I've always been a believer in following what the greats are doing, um, mimicking the people who you... Uh, look to emulating success successful people to get what you want out of the situation so for me when I just break it down to just as simple as that and I see the wealthiest people of the world who are involved in crypto who are investing in crypto it says to me I need to be doing the exact same thing because obviously they know something that I don't and it's too many times where we miss out on these opportunities because we're not emulating what other people are doing. So just off of the strength of that, it's kind of what got me into investing. Um, 
into the market because I just know that these people wouldn't be investing in it if they didn't know that it's going to be something uh, worth, you know, a lot. I mean, even the FBI, they have a huge um, amount of Bitcoin they seized several years ago. And so they're actually one of the, I think they are the top owner right now, well, currently. Yeah, well, Satoshi is the number one has is considered to have more Bitcoin than anyone in, in the world, which we don't know exactly who that is. And if it's a group, a collection, a collective of people or if it's one individual, we don't really know. I think a lot of people in the Bitcoin world would prefer not to know, um, you know, to be honest. But I, I do think that, uh, that that is true. Uh, Winklevoss twins are some of the most wealthiest individuals that actually own Bitcoin. They're actually right behind the FBI as far as the amount of Bitcoin that they own. And Winklevoss twins were actually the ones who actually originally created Facebook. Then you have uh, people like Mark Cuban, who's one of the owners of the Dallas Mavericks, who is a billionaire, who's one of the few people that are allowing people right now to be able to purchase Maverick tickets with Bitcoin. So I think that these it's just showing a direction of where things are going and something that we definitely want to make sure we pay attention to. You know, something else that Nipsey actually said before he passed was is that, you know, you have to be careful when you hear people downplaying stuff. Because even like Mark Cuban, he was one of those people. He bashed Bitcoin and still does to some extent, but he low-key invests in it. So I think that, you know, Nipsey had a point in that you have to be careful where the information is coming from because even the banks and government entities that are out here slandering uh, the premise of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, they have invested interest in keeping you away from it as well, you know. Um, but meanwhile, they're investing in it. Meanwhile, they are actually, you know, uh, recruiting members of the crypto community to become leaders in the current financial um <laughs> Exactly. You know, circumstances that we have here, you know, so it's like you have to understand, like, even uh, the government and the banks, they have a hand in the media so they can shift the narrative so that we do have a fear. We do have a, um, a, a misguided perception of what is actually going on. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll actually see how many people are really involved. Exactly. So specifically coinbase coinbase the coo of coinbase who was brian book brooks um was actually hired by our federal government to regulate all banking systems so when you think about that that means they've run out of options that means that they're at a place right now where they have to find somebody that can change the, the trajectory or where things are going in our banking system so for them to hire someone from cryptocurrency lets you see that they that they need help in the transition of where things are going in the future so like you said don't always follow what they say follow what they do mm -hmm. and that is something that you can see with a lot of a uh, lot of our uh, uh our biggest institutions and, and and billionaires exactly what's happening crypto is more valuable than money gold silver mm -hmm. Pretty much all of the things that we have been taught our entire lives that are worth something, crypto meets or exceeds those ranking factors. So those factors would be scarcity, durability, fungibility, divisibility, transferability, 
and intrinsic value. So when you think about scarcity, I think about something that I can't find a lot of, right? So with gold, that would be a great you know, great example because you have to mine gold. We have no idea how much is out there. But when you really think about that, even though, right, babe, like we don't know how much gold is there. There could be so much gold that it actually isn't scarce anymore, right? Exactly. But with like Bitcoin, for example, a cryptocurrency, there is only 21 million Bitcoins available. We know this, it's a fact. Then there's not gonna be more to be created in every um, four years. There's less and less being generated. So, you know, we know for a fact that Bitcoin is scarce. Um, durability, I mean, it's digital, so you can't really destroy it. You can destroy money. Um, gold, it's hard to destroy, but it still can be um, manipulated and, and destroyed in some sense. I guess there is the fear of of losing Bitcoin, um, but it does pay, it does add up to the durability test. Yeah, and just to just to piggyback on that, um, you know, for the past ten years, cryptocurrency has been the number one uh, performing asset in the past ten years out of any uh, out of any currency. Um, out of any asset, period. So that does show a level of durability that's there. Of course, time tells its best truth, but for the past 10 years, it's been number one. So, you know, in that department, that and gold are probably uh, the most solid when it comes to uh, durability. And like she mentioned in scarcity, just to go back on that really quickly, is that, um, you know, they could mine, they could, they could keep mining and find, like she said, in gold, but also even with money, money is something that they can print as much of it as they would, they would like. So there's no scarcity when it comes to the fiat money. So that's what makes Bitcoin really separate from the both of those things. Um, and as she stated, the third thing was also a fungibility, you know, when it comes to money. Uh, cryptocurrency is the same regardless of what part of the world you're in course with currency we have currency exchanges when it comes to our fiat money things of that nature with gold gold is of course also fungible but um cryptocurrency is the same no matter where you're at and that's something that i think is going is going to play a benefit you know in the long run yeah i think too you know another point with that is its ability to tra be transferred right because that's one of the things that makes it so groundbreaking is is that Currently, though, we have tons of technology that makes it easy to transfer money anywhere in the world. There's a lot of fees um, and that come with that. So if you need to transfer millions of dollars, you know, there's a lot of money that you're going to lose on top of that. And there's third parties involved. And I mean, even just thinking about merchant accounts and how when you... Um, are selling a product or a service, they can actually hold your money up to 120 days and dictate, you know, your payout and mm -hmm. can easily shut you down and all of this. Cryptocurrency is eliminating all of that. I mean, they said that someone transferred three million dollars for like two bucks. Yeah, it's funny that you. Yeah, you're right. Forty six thousand Bitcoin was transferred for two dollars and fifty cents in fees. So you're talking about millions of dollars that is being transferred for that. And I think that that's something that we got to we got to pay attention to, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know, especially you, you think about people who, 
even if you get political with it, you know, people right wing versus left wing, a big issue in that is controlling of your own money. Mm-hmm. Think about these small businesses and, and privately owned businesses who want to conduct uh, and do money exchange, but they don't want to have to pay out, you know, a huge percentage. What would you say? Like Western Union is like 15% or something crazy yeah, like you that. Could, you so. can pay up to 15% just for transaction, just for a transaction, anywhere from, you know, anywhere from 5 to 15%. And that's, you know, depending on what you're transferring, that can, you know, that can be significant, especially if you have to do it on a consistent basis. You know, which there are some people that are sending money on a on a daily or weekly basis, so that then that can start to add up over time. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so Bitcoin can is immediately transferable. It can transfer within seconds, um, and we just continue to see more technology coming out to support that. I mean. Look at what uh, Mike Tyson is doing. He actually was one of the first people to come out with branded Bitcoin ATMs and, and out in Vegas at, at that. So he's making it so now you can gamble with Bitcoin. You can easily transfer um, hundreds and hundreds of dollars into Bitcoin through his ATM machine. So um, we're already starting to see uh, how people are leveraging um crypto and creating businesses you're right and another good thing about it as well is the divisibility side uh bitcoin is 20 times more divisible than a penny and i think that's extremely valuable especially when you talk about some of the uh some of the more uh third world countries or or dire countries that don't necessarily have banks in the area and things of that nature when you do are able to utilize cryptocurrency you can you know we can't go less than a penny on anything that we sell but with this it gives you a chance to 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 sell for far cheaper than even the penny especially in some of these other countries and i think that that's really going to play to the benefit yeah i mean i think that uh intrinsic value is really personal and the more people's personal perception of bitcoin um begins to align then its intrinsic value will then become more uh apparent but I really think that after that first purchase, I don't remember what year it was, but that first purchase with Bitcoin happened at a pizza shop, right? So once that happened, that's when the intrinsic value actually began to grow because somebody actually felt that Bitcoin was valuable enough to receive it as a payment for a valuable or a good or service. So it's just back like in the old days where people traded rice for livestock or you know people traded goods and services to survive it's they put their intrinsic value on things and they figured okay well i need this so for this it's worth that that's really the essential found the fundamentals of what intrinsic value is and we see like he said every day bitcoin is becoming more and more valuable since the 70s they've stopped backing um our dollar by anything really and and, you know since covid i mean we've heard nothing but um they don't talk about it to the general public but if you're paying attention um there's been a lot going on with our money um it's definitely um losing its value because the government just continues to just print more and more and more money. You know, they, they said that the first time we had a crash was when the Roman Empire crashed in 
I can't remember the exact time of that, but when that happened, they said the the money, our money was devalued by 80%. They said the first time that that's happened, it's been this year that it's been like that since the Roman Empire collapsed that happened. So they're saying right now, money at this point, for every dollar that we have, our money is worth four cents to the dollar today. And they're still printing trillions of dollars by the week. Um, so it's very hard to tell exactly where that money is going and what's happening. So when it ha when that's happening, it's constantly devaluing and inflating our prices, our, our currency. So when that soon, they're saying that any money that's being saved is going to be worth nothing. So that's why it's really important to really understand the value and use gold, silver, cryptocurrency as places as a, as a store of value and as a savings to this point. So, um, but I think that me being, me being a person that came into this, you know, being in the banking industry for myself, I've been a, a financial consultant for 12 years now, and I've had a chance to really see what the banking system was doing and how it was created and set up. And it was created on a fragile infrastructure from the beginning. It's no longer, uh, our money is no longer backed by gold, which stopped in the 70s. We are in a place where we depend strictly off of what the government tells us the value of our money is and what's happening. And our money is constantly being inflated. With $23 trillion in debt, we just printed another uh, $3 trillion last week, uh, less than a week ago. And we're going to continue to see this pattern. So for me, I see cryptocurrency, if for nothing else, as a insurance plan, a contingency plan, and a safety net. Because once the market collapse, which it will, it's happened before, you know, we're going to be in a position where we're going to be scrambling. And I think that right now, the time during this quarantine moment is a great opportunity to really educate yourself and get as much knowledge on a platform that's going to change our lives as, you know, as much as possible. And so that's one of the most important things that I see, uh, if nothing else, when it comes to the cryptocurrency market. Right, guys thanks for tuning in to crypto for the culture make sure you join us every week as we provide the latest news and education on cryptocurrency and as always we want to leave you with some food for thought the late nipsey hustle once said luck is just being prepared at all times so when the door opens you're ready absolutely so make sure that you prepare yourself for this opportunity it's a revolutionary tool that we have the ability to get ahead of let's do it